In this video, I'll share with you a few things that I implement in my life to enhance the levels of consciousness that I have access to. That take initial effort and discipline. So if you're not prepared to put in a little bit of work, might not be of much help to you. Still, might be worth watching the video um, because when things enter your awareness, you might be uh, then more liable to take action on them, right? So let's get straight into it. Number one, become radically truthful. And I've split this into three different parts, okay? So number one, be radically truthful with yourself. You're the easiest person in the world to fool, but the most difficult person to become aware of it. Number two, be radically truthful to other people. As you become more truthful to yourself, uh, you'll naturally become more truthful to other people. Radical honesty involves saying exactly what is within if asked to express that. That isn't to say go out of your way to be an asshole. It means if you're asked, then you should give an honest opinion. It also means that you should act in your highest truth at all times, regardless of situation. Um, you'll access higher levels of consciousness by doing that. The world around you will start, uh, be, not the world won't behave differently, but your relationship with the world's actions will be different. And number three, allow the world to be radically honest with you. Open up to this, this mystery of existence that we're in. The reality is that as human beings, we know very little about the makeup of life. So be open to receiving the, the harshest of truths, slicing through illusion like, like a hot knife through butter. The truth is reality. The truth is self-sustaining and life-affirming. It will continue until the dream that we're living in ends. Anything that isn't reality is not life-affirming and it requires energy outside of itself to keep it going. And this is why lies always reveal themselves through time. Because time is like a medicine, it heals things. So if there is a lie, uh, it requires constant energy in order to keep it going. A quote by Sri Aurobindo. True knowledge is not attained by thinking, it is what you are. It is what you become. The truth cannot be found in a book. It is a state of being, close quote. And that's by Sri Aurobindo, the, the Indian yogi. So that's the first one, radical honesty. Number two, clean up any toxicity in your life, physical and non-physical. Okay, so there's a, a philosophy called via negativa. It's more of a, a religious thing, but you can implement it in any aspect of life. And it's addition by subtraction. So rather than an extensive explanation, uh, a simple example is probably the best, best thing uh, to do here. So it's better to stop smoking 30 cigarettes a day than taking medication for diseased lungs. That's one example. Okay, so by removing the cigarettes, you won't need to take pills. And you can, especially in the medical industry, you can, you can use that for a lot uh, of examples. So before you add anything to your life, take anything out that doesn't move you towards those higher levels of consciousness. This is, as I've said, physical and non-physical. I'll touch on a few here as examples, okay? So, your diet. Cut out anything processed. As a basic rule of thumb, uh, removing anything that hasn't been on planet Earth for at least 500 years. If it's appeared on the planet in the last 500 years, it's probably man-made garbage, yeah? Taking it a little bit further, you can fast for a period of time to purify your body 
the physical body and the mental body, the emotional bodies, they'll all get cleared as you purify from not eating food which sort of weighs us down. Okay, so there's a reason that all spiritual traditions across the planet incorporate fasting into their practice. Second one, friends. Brutal, but it's true. If you're searching for more, if you're searching for, for more from life and accessing higher levels of consciousness, then removing friends that do not support this will have to be let go of. It happens naturally anyway. As we go looking for knowledge and wisdom, the people that you sort of resonate with come and go. So different levels of consciousness and people who are resonating at these different levels, study Dr. David Hawkins' work, if you haven't already, to, to get that uh, principle. Like naturally, the more conscious you become as an individual, the more conscious the group that you hang about with will become. As the saying goes, uh, birds of a feather flock together. And lastly, as a third example in this little section, a great thing to cut back on is information. Aldous Huxley feared that the truth would be drowned in the sea of irrelevance. The internet is an ocean of content. Be careful to go fishing where you'll catch anything worthwhile. Most of them it isn't worthwhile, it's, it's garbage. It's polluting your mind rather than growing in an organic garden. In my day-to-day -day life, I, I aim to create twice as much content like this as I consume. I often you know, don't hit that target, but if you're conscious of it and aware of it, it's something that will hold it in high regard. It's a high value. Um, alternatively, you'll just be drained of energy because you're constantly trying to consume things and not putting anything back out. It's like a universal law. You have to put out in order for it to come back. Okay, so um, number two, overall, remove all toxicity from your life that isn't holding you back uh, from the higher levels of consciousness. Number three, study alternative belief systems. A quote by F. Scott Fitzgerald. He's uh, an American novelist. He said, the test of a first-rate intelligence is the ability to hold two opposed ideas in the mind at the same time and still retain the ability to function. Okay, so your opinions and your beliefs are not fundamentally true. Opinions and beliefs have more truth within them than others, granted, but they're not, most opinions, most beliefs are not founded in truth. They're founded in the mind, the ego consciousness. Regardless, by being able to, to hold other life views and taking the gems out of them, you'll expand your, your conscious awareness and your experience as a human being. It also encourages a greater degree of understanding because you can then get where they're coming from, the other person, the other, the other tribe. We see this all the time in religion. The enormous dualistic divide we see in the political sphere as an example right now is largely due to a lack of understanding and a lack of empathy. So with empathy, the dualism collapses as soon as you have an empathy and an understanding for others. We don't have that, unfortunately. People talk a good game, but they don't. Um, volatility will sort of, uh, it wouldn't exist because you, you, the empathetic nature, which we should all have, which is generally uh, driven out of us by society and parenting. Um, that will stop all volatility in, in politics and, and in people's opinion. But on the other side of the coin, that's how we learn, right? Uh, at, at our current average level of consciousness. Maybe people, there's some people out there that 
sort of gain from this manufactured disorder. I tend to, to think that's, a, that's the case, to be honest. Mm. If you're a hardcore capitalist, go and study communism and socialism. Go and see what you might find. You might not find much there. Um, I found what not to do. But at least you'll get an understanding of, of where they're coming from. If you're an atheist, go and study religion. If you're a Jew, go and learn the ways of Islam. Opposing beliefs are rarely devilish. Um, most people are scared to, to hold on to opposing beliefs for fear of losing identity. Who will I be if their belief is uh, holds more truth than mine? Who will I be as a human being? But as we mature, we need to be more mature than that in, in the search for truth. Okay, so that was study alternative belief systems. Number four, learn to breathe. Your body is an impeccably designed electrical machine. When we breathe, we are not just taking in air and you know the necessary gases to live, we're actually taking in electricity. Nature's charge uh, flows through us. It flows through everything, but it flows through us as the human being. Uh, there's a book called the, the Electrical, yeah, The Electrical Universe. It's by David Talbot and Wall, uh, Wallace Thornhill, I think it is. Take a deeper look at this. Uh, it just goes to prove that, well, it's a theory. Uh, granted, it's a theory, but uh, it's an ancient one and, and things that stand the test of time, generally speaking, end up to be true once science gets and data and analytics gets out of the way. Uh, the Hindus call the, the force, uh, the electrical force in the atmosphere, they call it prana. It's a fairly well-known term with, you know, but, uh, there's only a few really who know the, the actual um, meaning of the word. I'll, I'm going to do a more in-depth video soon. I'm, I'm planning it out now on, on prana in the future because it's an important topic. In the spiritual sciences, it's believed that the creator breathes spirit into, into matter. And that is, and that is uh, the life force that resides within. That is what is within us. Nourish it and revere your breathing. Just, just becoming conscious of your breath will just becoming conscious of your breath will just becoming conscious of your breath will enhance your life considerably uh, it'll bring more presence and awareness and this is the reason yoga and meditation instructors often ask you to focus on the breath to quiet the mind to bring a sense of calm the mind can only have one focal point or thought at any one time, uh, which is why multitasking is a, a lie. But breathe deep into your stomach so that all of your torso feels like it's full of air rather than just the upper torso. As a consequence of poor shallow breathing, you know, we, are, we, we just breathe from the top of our chest here, it's shallow. If you breathe from your stomach at the bottom and then fill your whole upper torso, you'll notice a big difference in your life. Okay, I'll share with you a breathing technique that you can do just to, to help you on your, on your journey of learning to breathe properly. Okay, so breathe in for five seconds deep into your stomach. Hold for five seconds. Breathe out for five seconds. 
Hold for five seconds again. Breathe in for five seconds. Hold for five seconds. Breathe out for five seconds. Okay, so you get the point. Breathe in for five seconds. Hold for five seconds. Breathe out for five seconds. Hold for five seconds. Uh, and then just keep repeating. You can do that for about five minutes or something. I wouldn't do it too long. And as you get better at it, uh, after a week or so of practicing, move that up to seven or eight seconds. Um, don't make it a dogma. Just, just do what feels right for you. Okay, nobody can tell you what's right for your body other than yourself. So just, just practice with that. It's very simple, very basic. There are a lot more advanced ones you can do. There's yogic breathing techniques, shamanic breathing techniques that you can do. But um, just start, if you've never done any breath work before, just learn to become conscious with the breath. Learn to breathe deeper. Okay, so learn to breathe. That's number four. Number five, be fearless in self-expression. Now, this includes vocal and creative expression. Self-expression creates experience. Experience is how we develop as human beings. Okay, so reading, writing, talking, consuming information, they all have their place. You know, I devour books, so I'm not saying we shouldn't be doing these things. But our own creativity and self-expression is how we develop the human. That's how we develop us. So... At different levels of consciousness and human development, different human behavior takes place, right? Based on where you're at in the ocean of consciousness. You, you ascend these levels by interacting with reality and therefore have no fear of expressing yourself within that reality. Uh, up to a point, it's, it's probably your most important growth tool is interaction with the world. Uh, people are too fearful of judgment and, um, you know, looking like a fool and stuff. At some point in your ego and psychological development, uh, the desire to express yourself in the world, it might fall away. You see this with like people who go on silent retreats and things like that. You, you don't desire to express yourself anymore. That's different. But until then, um, interact with reality to learn through a subtle trial and error process. That's how we learn everything, right? Most, uh, using medicine again, most medical uh, advancements are done through trial and error. It's like chemotherapy was found via mustard gas. It, it was found by accident. It wasn't found in the laboratory. Okay, so to, we all learn through trial and error. When you don't feel the need to express yourself anymore, as I just said, only then should you refrain from doing so. Because expressing self is to interact. Um, it's healthy. It, it shouldn't be avoided. Um, the silent, the, the uh, like, not philosophy, but the... the silencing of the mind and, and, you know, being still is true. That's definitely true. That's where uh, the, the silence and the stillness is where um, true creativity comes from. But that happens naturally as a byproduct of your own inner evolution. You'll become more silent and more still the more inner work you do. In the same way as it's futile teaching um, quantum mechanics to a child, for example, it's just, there's no point. Um, in the same way that, you know, telling people to just be still or silence the mind, that doesn't work for most people because they're so busy. So you need to do that gradually or through grace uh, or good karma, it can just come to you in an instant, but that's, you know, it's rare. Um, concerning creativity itself, uh, it could be considered 
the tool given to humans uh, by God or whatever you hold highest to manifest externally in the in the world nurture the creativity find the best way of expression uh, within you it's probably the most noble act you can do because this this world this I always say to, to any clients I work with, is there anything man-made that hasn't first started in the mind of a human being? And that's the creative process. It's a noble thing to, to bring creativity into the world. Okay, so that's number five. Be fearless in self-expression. Number six, study the mechanics of the unconscious mind. Uh, and this isn't as simple as it sounds. It's incredibly complex. Could take lifetimes of study. Um, you know, don't for one second underestimate the, the depth of the human psyche. If you've got experience with psychedelics, you will know that the barriers that can be broken down, you know, one ayahuasca ceremony or something uh, without getting to, you know, um, woo-woo and everything now because there's a lot of toxicity around that now. But um, if, you, if you had a proper ceremony, you'll know how powerful that stuff can be in, in bringing out the unconscious mind for you to deal with. We're, we're fortunate now, we've got access to the internet to, to have some great people who are putting the work to figure some of these layers out of the psyche. You know, Sigmund Freud, Carl Jung, people like that. You can study these people. Um, you know, as I said, you've got Sigmund Freud, Adler, Jung, Eric Fromm, Otto Rank, um, Melanie Klein, uh, child psychologist, she was great. There's many others, you know, one psychologist or a psychoanalyst leads you to another and you'll grow an interconnected web of knowledge uh, with some with assistance from some absolutely fantastic minds. Um, there's no excuse anymore to not be able to study it. You, and, you know, the unconscious mind is running most people's lives. When you, when you can get a grasp on this reality, you'll naturally become a more empathetic person. Uh, you'll, you'll have an understanding for other people, uh, other cultures, other religions, other tribes, and self. Uh, you'll be more compassionate towards yourself and some of the things that you've done in the past, you can forgive yourself. So take the time to learn, uh, make notes. It's very important. Uh, check out my article as well on how to remember what you read, um, because I share a note-taking system in there that might help in, in with, with such complex things as the unconscious mind. So you could go on my website and check that out. And the last one, interact with life, don't avoid it. I'm conscious that this one might sound a little bit fluffy, uh, but it is the most important. In a world where most people run, hide and you know divert themselves with countless distractions that have been created by society and after that dopamine shot, being a participant with reality gives you the experience uh, a human needs for a meaningful life. So Joseph Campbell called the process uh, the hero's journey. Uh, similarly, the, the personal myth, if, if you know the work of Carl Jung. Avoiding reality, which most people do, uh, it's horrifically common. It halts this, this hero's journey. It halts the individuation, individuality process. Ultra-modernity, like postmodernism, it's put the brakes on this cycle. Uh, we've been, but we've been doing it for millennia. And as I said earlier, anything that stands the test of time, it leaves a pattern. And this is a pattern. Look all around us. 
um, nature, our relationship with nature is dead. Mental health issues are the highest they've ever been. The majority of people aren't satisfied with their occupation and yet do it for the addiction of a paycheck. This is new, it's not natural. There's no timelessness around this, this is a new phenomenon. We need to be aware of that, yeah? So the supreme guru of your life is reality. It's not anybody else. It's not Jesus, it's not Buddha. They're there as, as a map. Life is reality. Interact with her and, and let her teach you through experience. You know, our, our endless need for data, analytics, that need for certainty rips the soul out of life. Go and play with reality and walk your own path in a world that is so full of conformity, so full of sameness. You walk your path, you become the individual the, the enlightened, illuminated person that you can, anybody can be. Okay, so a few things you can do just in this section specifically. Number one, take time out in nature. Uh, spend a few days, you know, living in a tent or something, living off the land, no electronics, no Wi-Fi, all that stuff. Yeah, begin to, to build a relationship again with, with your home. Number two, start a business similar to this. Uh, it doesn't have to be the next Apple, Facebook, Google. Just put some of your ideas and interests out into the world, if that's a blog or a YouTube channel or something. Don't do it for the followers. Don't do it for you know people clicking like and sharing it and all that other stuff. That's just a, a, a consequence of um, society thinking that success means popularity. It doesn't mean that at all. Um, so opportunities, other interests, that, that'll arise as you, as you naturally interact with the world, um, like I'm doing with this YouTube channel, for example. If I put a video out, I might get a couple of messages and, and I'll get friends from it. You know, um, it's happened numerous times on Twitter and whatever. Now, if I wouldn't have done that, I'd never have had that, those connections. So interact, um, build relationships based on your experiences. And the last one, experience of the cultures. This isn't simply go there and travel, right? This is like the digital nomad craze. Yeah, it's great. I've done it myself. I'm but I'm talking more about being what um, I first heard the word, but word by uh, Nassim Taleb. He called it a flaneur. Uh, it means an observer of society. So go and live with other cultures for a period of time. Learn their ways of societies. They've got vastly different histories. Um, you know, you'll you'll notice obscenities within yourself and your own society and how different cultures hold wisdom that's been lost or, or you've never even seen it in your own, yeah? Life is absolutely magnificent. And I know it's very difficult for people to, to grasp, particularly this year has been, oh, well, I've loved every second of it, to be honest. Uh, I'm not just saying that. I genuinely have had a great year. Um, the magic around all of us at all times is, is just incredible. And you are part of that. You are that. Okay, so don't run from it. Actively run towards it. It's that. It's it's got a cushion. You're not. It's not going to hurt you. The worst of the worst of the worst. Um, you know, could happen. But if you've got that peace of mind, because peace isn't in a battle, not an outer one. If you can be peaceful at all times and joyous at all times, external reality sort of takes care of itself. 
Okay, so that's the other seven. As a quick uh, overview, uh, number one, become radically truthful. Number two, clean up uh, toxicity internally and externally. Number three, uh, study alternative belief systems. Number four, learn to breathe. Number five, be fearless in self-expression. Number six, study the mechanics of the unconscious mind. And number seven, interact with reality. Okay, so if you've enjoyed this video, please subscribe. Go on my website. I've got numerous articles. Um, really enjoy speaking with you. Catch you next time.